Welcome to They're Playing Our Song, the podcast where your song becomes our song. I'm your host, Robert Perry Cruz, and joining me again is Matt Summers. Very special guest, sorry. Very special guest, Matt Summers. Hi, Matt. Hi, how are you doing? I am doing very good. Thanks so much for coming back. Uh, so you, when, when, when we last talked, you said, I got two songs to go, which is excellent because <laughs> there's always more songs to talk about. I have a hundred songs. Uh, so. You know what? That's fine. That's it. As long as I know that this is, yeah, I can, I can keep this going. Yes. I don't have to worry too, too much. Yes. Um, as long as I don't want to be the Rob show. I've always kind of a little worried about that. Yeah. So, I mean, a little bit the Rob show, just enough, sure, just, just enough to bit. stroke the old ego, but not so much yeah. that it's clearly look at me play. Right? Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about Cannonball by the Breeders. It's off their 93 album Last Splash, which was their se- the second, second second album, second right? Second full length, yep. So uh, for those of you who don't know, the Breeders was started by Kim Deal and her sister, uh, kind of in the midst of Kim Deal being a member of the Pixies. Uh, and then she sort of spun off to this band and then went along with it after the Pixies broke up. And then the Breeders have since sort of broken up come back together a few times yeah i think they're currently still active and touring they haven't released anything for i don't know i want to say like seven years or Mm -hmm. so but yeah i think they still tour so um i mean cannibals that's a it's that's a fun that's a fun song it's nice and poppy a little different than your other choices (laughs) certainly in the radiohead or uh or dead kennedy's it's it's much more i mean definitely very radio friendly i think there was a period where i had heard it enough that if it would come on the radio, I'd be like, I, I'm going to come back to this later. So yeah, it's, been, it's yeah. been a while, so I'm very excited to talk about it with, <laughs> with you today. Good. So, Matt, why, of, of uh, your song choices, why Cannonball? Um, well, I, I, this is another one, I think. Like, I think both of my previous songs, I really love the band, and I was trying to find a representative song of the band. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another one of those. I really love the Breeders, and this was, you know, the first song that kind of got me into them. I mm-hmm. think this is a first song of theirs a lot of people heard and mm-hmm. um i remember a, like i think the song came out right when i got cable for the first time so when the <laughs> video was in like heavy rotation mm-hmm. that was right when i was watching mtv the first time so um kind of you know stuck with me because of that i think yeah. but um but yeah this is this song that got me into the band and i really love this band and I, there's really nothing wrong with the song you can't you can't listen to the song without kind of getting a little hop to your step and have a smile on your face all right so well let's 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 dig in a little bit so it starts off with uh, a fabulous opening with ewok chanting which uh which uh, you know (laughs) that that gets me right in the song i love it i didn't know that's what it was i think that's what that we we already covered the the yub yub song (laughs) go back episode 24 i think if you want to hear all about ewok so we won't we won't we won't spend too much time no, on so that. The, oh, you're right. This it is. A pro, I think it's the same notes as when they are warming up uh, to cook everybody. And mm-hmm. right? yep, they, that's they got everybody, and they're bringing the fires around. Oh yeah, they're, yep. oh, yeah. yeah. And they're all oh. they're all excited about the yes. coming in and um, 
Oh, right, when they the C-3PO, and, and they're, they're worshipping C-3PO, right, and sort of yeah. their chant song. Before he flies. Exactly. Yeah. So, so Kim Deal samples, samples some Ewoks. <laughs> I don't, you know, I didn't, I've never read anything that that was intentional or anything, so I don't... I might, I don't it, it might, I mean, it could always be, like, instrument warming up, or some sound that, because, yeah. I mean, who knows, like, Ewok sound, I assume it was people talking that they sort of did did some distortion on the voices but i mean who knows maybe they were taking oh it's a vacuum cleaner and we run it through this filter and it makes this sound <laughs> and the breeders was like i like this sound and maybe the two had nothing to do with each other yeah. but because yeah, yeah you're right i've never I, I i must have seen it somewhere but i don't think i've ever heard it's never been like a thing that was like no, remember I, the breeders how they use the ewoks i think um well i know that i mean it's not a sample i know she makes the sound like mm-hmm. it's just them singing into like a, a harmonica mic i think oh so, they, so it's like really it's just a bad mic and it's heavily distorted and stuff oh. um i don't know i think it's just kind of it's just two notes and i it might even be the same note just at different octaves if i can't like oh i don't know it's like that's just i want it to be the ewoks so Ewok bad sample. no i hear no, ewoks no, everywhere though no, that's not really I, no i don't think they i don't think they sampled the ewoks <laughs> oh no. oh well I'll, I'll pretend I didn't okay, hear that. Sure. I, I'm yeah. going to delete that. Shh. Sure. You, you, no one heard that. I deleted okay. it. Edit that out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so we've got we've got our Ewok sound alike to start, and then yep. we get into that that bass line you know, yep. that comes in. Yeah, it's a really it's an interesting song, isn't it? It's it's kind of like it's partitioned off. Mm-hmm. There's and even every time they go into the the kind of you know the what's the the want you cuckoo cannonball, and then there's it's like different every time too, and it's like these segments. Um, yeah, and the song starts off with this kind of chant, and then it cuts, and then mm. it's, and then it goes into the the simplest uh, drum you could have in the whole song just to start, like yeah. that little rim shots and stuff. Yeah, I mean, musically, it's 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 pretty it's pretty straightforward song. I mean, yeah. I think the partitioning or kind of the, then the then the later on layering of the of the sounds are yeah. are you know pretty straightforward, but it's it's sort of one of those things like when you watch a movie and it's like this movie was made very formulaically. But they did all of it so well, and it was just different enough yeah. to get its hooks in you. And I think that's very true about this song. Yeah, they, you know, it's it's a traditional like kind of. I think it's like in four four time or something. It's pretty mm-hmm. simple, straightforward, like you said. But then, like at that first moment where she steps on the pedal and the distortion kicks in, mm-hmm. it's not it's not when you would expect it. It's like a, a meter earlier or something, or a measure earlier. Mm-hmm. And and that, that's something the breeders do a lot. I think they kind of they. It's, it feels like they write a very traditional sounding song and then they kind of they'll transition from one part to another in, in a different like time signature than you expect it and give you this kind of little unpredictable moments throughout mm-hmm. the song. I think they do that really well. I think even the vocals kind of come in, you know, they have, I don't know, it's uh, it's not it's not quite a distortion, but it's almost like a reverse reverse echo sound so right when you think yeah. they just boom clean clean you know spinning in a wishing well it's almost like it's been, like the vocals are sort of been sucked sucked yeah. out into the song itself which yeah. i know it's always is a really like, cool very I mean, very early 90s kind of song effect yeah. i would say <laughs> yeah there's definitely an emphasis in the recording i think on the the power of the guitars and the drums over the vocals and mm-hmm. And she has kind of, she's got a very unusual voice. It's like, I think she's a tenor almost. Like she's got a very deep voice for a woman. And, yeah. and it, it, it's, she's not like, they haven't dumped a bunch of effects on it to make it sound as perfect and clean as possible. It's very much like just grab a mic and sing. Mm. I, I uh, like that. Now, did you know, uh, did you know the breeders or did you know, I guess, just Kim Kim Deal from from the Pixies before I, you heard this song. Just learned about it afterwards. No. I uh, I didn't know about the Pixies at all until well after they were done. And like maybe like 
late 90s somebody mm. was like hey you should like the pixies because you like every band that likes the pixies and i'm like what are you talking about They're like you love the breeders she was in the pixies yeah. and i'm like i don't know what you're talking about mm-hmm. so um i was pretty late to the pixies and i'm one of those people that i just don't really like them that much honestly mm-hmm. it's i know that i really should i every band that lists them as a primary influence i love and mm-hmm. Um, and I do like I have there's a, a album called Where's My Mind that was a tribute album to the Pixies. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And there's all these different bands on it. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I like every cover version, almost every cover version better than the original. And I, there's just something about I, I have a friend who's who's given me three Pixies albums over the years and been yeah. like, you have to love this band. And I just I just not as much as I, I probably yeah. should, I guess. But. Um, yeah, I, for me, it was pretty simple. I just heard Cannonball. I was like, that sounds good. And I think it was like around BMG or Columbia House, one of those. Mm, oh, yeah. I got Last Splash. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I loved it. And yeah. That's, yeah, that's how it started for me. And this song had a ton of radio, radio yeah. play throughout. I mean, throughout the 90s, because I didn't really start listening to, um, to rock, to, you know, to, to rock and roll or alternative music until, you know, I think I could drive. Yeah. So the fact that this song, I still would hear this song in 96, 97, 98, 99. You know, it's kind mm-hmm. of a testament to to the to the catchiness of it. Yeah. To kind of its its place. They're they're considered a one hit wonder, I think, by a lot of a lot of people. And this is the hit because this yeah. is a song that a lot of people know who otherwise wouldn't ever hear of this band. So I, this seemed like like a almost like a phony one hit wonder. That sense of well, they had one popular song, but anyone who's anybody knows this yeah, band. And had, it's true, I think yeah. even uh, I don't remember if it was Kurt Cobain or yeah, actually Kurt Cobain cited. I don't remember if it was if it was Last Splash specifically, but cited the Breeders' music I, as something he it, yeah. really, really enjoyed. I don't know if it was an influence because they were kind of contemporaries, but uh, he really he spoke highly of the band. Yeah. So if you've got you know huge, huge uh, music personalities saying, "Oh, this band's great," yeah. then I don't care you know where they charted. It's not. I wouldn't consider yeah, that one think, hit wonder. That seems seems wrong. Yeah, I think history has been kinder to them. I think that they're kind of. They have they have a bit of indie cred from that from that era I yeah. think and it's like maybe it's even a popular band to say I really like the Breeders mm-hmm. I'm talking about the '90s or something so um, yeah I think the history has been a little kinder to them than their yeah. commercial success probably was so, yeah. <laughs> now I I think one of the things that most people like lyrics that make sense <laughs> and I until I read the lyrics to this song had just made up my own words for it because yeah. you get to that you get to that chorus. And you've got the sort of, you know, pixie-esque sort of scream part. And, and then the a sort lot of, of distortion in yeah. on her vocals, too, yeah. And then you get that, the, the sort of chorus. And I always thought they were singing, like, shimmy shake and, like, I want something. It, 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 I forget what I made up. Shimmy shake. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Or or shimmy sing? shake, shimmy shake. But that's, it, I, wow. I, I, that's not what it is, though. It's something, <laughs> it's something, it's like, uh, what is it? I it's, know. um, oh, in the shade, in the shade. In the sh- yeah, yeah, what? that's it. No, it, I don't. I mean, there's some lines. Um, I like I like the line "I'm the last splash," like mm-hmm. spitting in a wishing well. I'm the last splash. There's yeah. some like kind of I don't understand metaphor that's really cool there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'll be the bong in your reggae, reggae song. <laughs> I, I think that's great. Like that. It's like oh, is she like the inspiration for the reggae song? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great like it's it's well pieced together. I don't know. I think it's just about somebody that she admired or maybe dated and was crazy or mm-hmm. something i mean there's something very destructive about this person i think and they're crazy and That's, yeah there's, there's something about the lyrics that kind of makes me think of the the idea of like the manic pixie dream girl except this was pre you know that term yeah uh, but the sense of this person who's like that- too cool for school 
and they'll do these things for you because they, they want to, not because they, they want you yeah. to want them to do it. They just, they're going to do it because, hey, that's what I'm going to do. And these lyrics make no sense because, hey, that's me. This is the song I've written. Is that the Manny, Manic Pixie Dream Girl? Is that a term? I don't know that term. Oh, you don't know? Oh, so Manic Pixie Dream Girl is, it was late 90s. They started, there started being a lot of movies where there'd be like the damaged guy. Uh, I think Garden State was, was one of the first, oh, and there's first the, movies. And there's the kind of like over-the-top crazy cute girl who yeah. kind of like... Pulls him along and directs him toward life. Exactly. Okay, all right. So the idea of like, this girl is the coolest girl I've ever met, but she's still just here to move my journey as a child becoming a man yes. uh, okay. along. That, okay. that, that along. So I think it was like an AV club, uh, AV okay, club yeah, quote. No, that's, that's apt. Yeah. But there were, I mean, there are a lot of movies like that at the, at the time, and there still sometimes are. Yeah. But this almost has that without the sort of uh, connotation of the manic pixie dream girl being subservient it's almost like manic in the sense of all over the place and really in control of the situation which you know or or, or it could not be because the lyrics don't make a ton of sense (laughs) but there is i mean there's there's a confidence and i think like just uh, just even if you don't even if you're not even paying attention to the lyrics i think just kind of being aware of kim deal and like watching her perform or something you know i there's a confidence that's kind of unearthly that's coming from her like she's you know i think she's like the queen of rock from the 90s i mean like she's infallible and like she's just rocking out and doesn't yeah. care and there's something about that and I, I think the lyrics like generally their lyrics are i don't i don't really know what's going on they seem to be like self-enclosed stories mm-hmm. and i saw them live and she would introduce there's a song divine hammer and she'd be like this is a song about thor and the song is <laughs> This song is probably not, if you read the lyrics, it's probably not anything to do with Thor, but it's called Divine Hammer, so mm-hmm. sure. And she she did a couple things like that where she just kind of said, silly, this song's about this and went into it. So, yeah, um, yeah I, don't, I don't know. I mean, like even going back to Pixies, like the songs that she gets credit for, like Gigantic is yeah. the one that stands out. And like, what's that song really about? I mean, like you can you can extrapolate some things, but yeah. it's it's not like, you know, it's not like a different style of lyric writing where a story is being clearly told or yeah something. so yeah, yeah. It, it's it's true there's that i like that that story kind of the sense of of their of their performance it does feel like there was a that was a period that early 90s was really a period where people were making songs and seemed very self-aware of the fact that they were popular yeah but they didn't quite know what to do with that so some people were more self-destructive like like Kurt Cobain some people were sort of just you know sarcastic about the whole thing it sounds kind of mm-hmm. like that was the the take like i don't hate everyone for being here i'm glad you're here but at the same time isn't this all kind of stupid that we're they were <laughs> yeah yeah it's a party atmosphere don't take anything seriously yeah. sort of thing yeah did everyone start screaming play can play cannonball um no i they did play it though okay. but um no it was a it was a good sophisticated crowd okay. i think i shouted out something but they didn't play it <laughs> did you say play freebird no i shouted out like i was trying to get them to play like a b-side that they probably never ever play oh yeah i'm that guy at the concert it's always like <laughs> deep cuts play your most obscure song that you haven't practiced in 10 years right now yeah so that's usually what i do so you know you gotta you gotta do something to, sure, to, yeah. to make sure they know you they, you, you, they know yeah. you care yeah Oh, there was a, kind of on the same the same page as the the kind of the idea of the manic pixie dream girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I guess there was a period I was I think it was on either Wikipedia or, or or some article about this on kind of a retrospective. They they were at one point were referred to as Boston Girl Supergroup, um, 
just because really? they're in Boston, and, and yeah. at the time, I think it was all. I, I think the drummer on Last Splash was a was a guy. I th- they've always had a guy, okay. Jim something, mm-hmm. but they did. Um, there, there was a woman in the band. The first album, Pod, um, Tanya Donnelly, who mm-hmm. went on to form a band, Belly, that I think a lot of yeah. people might remember from the '90s. Feed the Tree was mm-hmm. their big song, um, and yeah, at that at that point, um, I think they were like rolling around with Juliana Hatfield too. Like there was a point where like they were all together and then they kind of s- splintered off into all the girl power. Like I want to say they hung out with Liz Fair at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like all the power female vocalists, singer songwriters of the alternative era, all kind of clustering together there. Now, how come, how, I mean, in kind of like listening and reading about their history and certainly hearing this song and hearing how many people thought so highly of them, uh, how, what, you know, why do you think, you know, having listened to some of their albums, that this they're not regarded necessarily by a, a larger audience as, no. you know, part of that movement? Because it seems like a couple years later there was a huge, huge push. Uh, sorry, not not push, but there was a huge rush of uh, female, uh, you know, rock star acts. Whether they were they were singer songwriters, but they had you know rock rock sound, or they were in a band. I mean, I know Hole was earlier. It was actually a similar timeline, yeah, yeah. but then you know I think they made it really big, kind of the mid to late nineties. Yeah, I think, whereas I think Breeders kind of like ninety five or something. Yeah, I mean, is, do you think this just the wrong time? I or? don't know. I I think right around that time they lot like they had so um, Kelly Deal, Kim's twin sister, she got like busted with drug possession or something. Oh. Um, right when they were about to start recording the follow up, I think, mm-hmm. and so. Kim then did a solo album, quote unquote, that she brought in some people on. That was called The Amps, was mm-hmm. the name of the band. Um, they had one album called Pacer, and it is amazing. It is my probably my favorite straight alternative rock album of the 90s. It's awesome. Oh, Sorry, man. I don't know if you have to edit That's that out. Um, <laughs> but so that kind of... So I th- that was a period where like the breeders were going and they had like they had the album and they had the big single and they were like they have all this momentum and then they stopped and I don't know if there was some weirdness with the Pixies at that point because while while Kim was doing the breeders the Pixies were still a thing for a little bit yeah um, but it was more it was more Black Francis's show so yeah and, I don't think she had was, any songs she the, might have had one on. Um, on Doolittle, and then I don't think she had any okay. on the on their last two albums. Yeah, it, they were like fighting too. I guess mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Um, so I, I think that I mean the Amps that album was it was like critically acclaimed. I don't know how commercially successful it was. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately, like as far as commercial success, they never put out another single like Cannonball. They never really had another song like that, and mm-hmm. they became more of like the connoisseurs band of that of that genre i guess rather than you know something like i don't know like i can't think of other <laughs> 90s i'm thinking like you know like uh the toadies or something oh, it was a 90s alternative band okay. they had like a couple big singles and nobody really thinks that highly of them i don't think i mean no. i kind of like them but the, the, but the, the singles, singles were giant yeah. yeah and you know i like not a surf was another band i think they had the giant single oh. and then you know and they're a band that's thought of as kind of a one-hit wonder which is a shame yeah i know you like them and yeah. you talked about them before i love that band they have like so much. yeah they're uh yeah. what was the album the, 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 um like inside of love and i think oh. like yeah it was, i think it was like oh right so good. Yeah. that's it yeah. i keep i'm thinking that's some other song but yeah like yeah. oh um yeah so i i don't i don't know i don't know like why i don't know why they weren't more successful because they certainly had the cred and they mm-hmm. certainly like I'm sure if you went to a breeder show when they were 
popular like in Los Angeles or something there's probably a ton of awesome people there checking them out so um but I don't know like I feel like 90s alternative was kind of co-opted by the late 90s but you know it was like oh we can capitalize this and we can make money and yeah and so you start to see like maybe i'm getting my timelines wrong but bands like blink 182 and stuff and mm-hmm. that was i guess a little later uh, 90s, they, I, they were or they, i think the first album was like 95 96 oh, okay. so it was it was it was yeah it was that i mean they didn't become super big till uh their second or third album which those those were very very late 90s yeah but that was like that was a different kind of i mean they they might have called themselves alternative Mm. that was a different kind of music i think and there was something very very like pop radio appeal about that that they were trying to go for and the breeders like after last splash really got away from that i mean Mm. that amps album was good but it didn't it wasn't like full of singles and then the next breeders album didn't come out until like 99 or something maybe uh-huh. title tk that really didn't have any singles on it okay. so um yeah it's just kind of the way what's they this I mean, what's their sound i mean i really only know um cannonball uh at, at, at all so other songs that they've written don't have it's just they're not quite as poppy or the totally different sound they're not like that's i mean cannonball really like feels almost like they intended to make a radio song like they're like here's a pop song that rocks out and has a has a good beat and good it's very catchy it's super super catchy yeah um they have a couple other songs like that but they're i don't know it's i feel like they're kind of the quintessential alternative band because they they kind of reject like traditional song structure like they're like we're going to change our time signature here or we're going to introduce this new element halfway through this measure instead of right on time and and we're gonna there's there's some songs where it feels like they're gonna rock out and maybe they rock out for like 10 seconds and then they back off of it and there there's like a lot of restraint or rejection of kind of going toward that route that a lot of others went i don't know if that was intentional or that was just kind of how they did it but um there i mean it's it's this that guitar that you're in cannonball that kind Mm -hmm. of you know really distorted powerful big drums big bass i mean there's the vocals are pretty similar throughout their stuff and um and i just just really they write a really good rock song and they really rock out when they yeah. when they need to and i mean because yeah. th- this this one specifically just the kind of the more we're talking about it it just the bass line the 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 central riff it just keeps playing in my head and it's 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 just like hypnotic hum to the whole thing you know it just keeps like pulling you in yeah. and pulling you in and pulling yeah. you in and the you know, sort of like the end. Like I just love that on the lat, like the the pause in between, Splash. and you can definitely hear the yeah. oh, and you just get it all in there. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 very it's almost pernicious. And they got all these different pieces that have a repetition, but it's like the the ultimate distillation of a of a hook. It's a bass hook. It's a drum hook. It's a guitar hook. It's yeah. a vocal hook, and they layer it on each other. And when you expect one, the next one comes. So you're just yeah, just pulled in, and you can't get it get it out. You know, even just when I knew we were going to start talking about the song, I got the bass line in my head. And I'm sort of yeah. humming it, humming it around uh, on the last. But that's that's always fun to just kind of say apropos song. of nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I they there's definitely an unpredictability to them that I find even songs I've heard like hundreds of times. I I'm like kind of in little ways surprised by them. I don't know. Like sometimes you know when you listen to a song you really like a bunch of times. You really get to the point where you memorize every turn and you know like that moment where the bassist throws in an extra note just for a little flare you know yeah. it's coming mm-hmm. it's there and you 
you memorize it. And I think with them, I've always had a more difficult time doing mm -hmm. that. Um, yeah, it's very unpredictable and wild and fun. And, yeah. yeah, it's a great song. It's it's yeah. it's certainly one that you know hearing hearing it again because like I said, it had been a while since I'd listened to it because yeah. I'd heard it just so much. It was everywhere yeah. uh, for for many many years, but just listening in on the parts the single parts is it's just it's i hate saying fun because it's such a nebulous stupid word <laughs> but it but just it is. It, it is it's yeah. it's it's the things it, what's well, the things i really loved about about the early 90s music which again i wasn't listening to that music until the mid and late 90s but it's such a it all seems very organic it just feels like everyone is just going in their garage and hey look at this yeah. we made a, a fun song that we all can enjoy but it there's feels, more to it than yeah. that it feels like people screwing around and kind of stumbling upon something yeah. and there's there's there is something very organic about that and it doesn't like i think especially coming out of the 80s where everything was so like finely crafted and mm. like it was all about this perfect sound in the studio and this was a genre where they were just like just put the mic in front of my amp and i'm going to start rocking yeah and, and who cares what it sounds like <laughs> I know this is the '90s. You know, some songs you can tell what decade they're from. Yeah, this is definitely this is definitely '90s song. Every yeah. time I hear it, I start thinking of the movie Hackers. Do you remember that movie? I do. Was this in that movie? I have no idea. I assume it was, but maybe it had nothing. No, it was. Uh, it was an elastic. There was an Elastica song that was in Hackers. I, love I remember. Yeah. So, okay. it, but it had a similar. Um, what was it? God, what was it? Uh, the the connection is made. Oh, connection. Yeah, yeah connection. Yeah. But it had a similar, like, yeah, it, the baseline did a little bit similar enough to this, but yeah, pull again that pull you in, kind of uh, you know repetitive, but like you know boom, you know before dubstep they had that nice drop kind of That's in the, right. in the middle that. of that song. Mm, yeah, <laughs> it's the birth of dubstep. Yeah, I'm sure everyone goes back to. It. If I listen to dubstep, I'd probably hear all those interviews like, "Oh, Elastica from oh, that man, movie yeah. Hackers." Remember yeah, that totally. one? Totally, that's guys. Nice. Oh, that's funny. So, uh, of of all the breeder songs, this is is you consider this your favorite one? Um, that's tough for me. Um, it's so hard for me to pick out a favorite song from a band I really like. Um, because it'll change all the time. Mm -hmm. um, right now, actually, I just discovered uh, an EP that they had that I didn't know about that's huh? called Head to Toe and there's a song on it Shocker in Gloomtown which mm -hmm. is a cover of a Guided by Voices song <laughs> and it's like a minute and a half long and the uh, Kim Deal the or Kelly Deal the sister mm -hmm. is playing one note like ner, 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 the whole song as fast as she can just playing this one note and it just continues through the whole song and it's exactly how guided by voices did it it's just a really great song and so i'm listening to that and i'm like this is my favorite breeder song <laughs> but um i don't know this one this one has definitely had some staying power mm -hmm. and it was probably my first favorite of theirs there's another song in the album called divine hammer that i almost wanted to talk yeah. about the one with the thor the one that was about the thor. one that was supposedly about thor <laughs> there's um i just want to get along is a really good song on that yeah. album um and there's some others that um, but probably I, I would always come back to Cannonball the Desert Island song of theirs would probably be Cannonball oh okay yeah, if I could only pick one yeah. definitely yeah alright so we know why you like this song Matt mm -hmm. and certainly I like this song everybody so Matt's not alone okay. but um, why why should it be our song not yeah. our song we love it yes. I'm talking about everybody else maybe they Your haven't heard song. it they're not cool enough yet we're gonna help them out um, yeah I don't, I don't know if you if you've never heard this song or maybe you heard it back in the day I think it's definitely worth another listen I think it's 
if you were ever curious about this genre of music, I think this is a really good entry point. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a good, fun song. It's I I feel like with a few tweaks, if they if it wasn't so alternative and there wasn't like the distortion and they had cleaned it up and done it really professionally in a great studio and mm -hmm. had this pristine sound, I feel like you would hear the song in beer commercials and you would hear it, you know, playing at baseball games all the time and it would be like one of those quintessential songs of the 90s. But um, I don't know. I like that sloppiness. It's one of the things I like about alternative music or punk music too. Mm -hmm. um, just this kind of like the sound is more important than being exactly precise. And, mm -hmm. um, so I think as far as like an entry to the genre, this is a great song. Um, you'll find, as you said, you'll find yourself humming the bass line. You'll find yourself singing along. It's, uh, it's like the next song to get stuck in your head. It's, awesome. uh, it's great. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, I hope you now consider Cannonball to be our song. Yay. Um, now, like you were saying, it, it was, it's, it's been making me think. Okay. Cannonball is super catchy. Maybe a couple things about it that make it too alternative. But if I were some sort of a record mogul, which I am not, okay. uh, so I'm just pretending, I'm playing oh, a part right now, okay. I would have licensed the hell out of this song. Mm -hmm. um, like, I'm just thinking right now, I don't, th I don't think it matters what it could be. It could be an ad. Um, you know, I'm imagining it's like there's a bunch of guys at a bar, and it's maybe it's an ad for for deodorant or something and they're playing pool because that's what guys do in ads and then someone walks in you know the, the hot girl hot lady walks in the door and you get yeah <laughs> so imagine take a second what what's what's your cannonball license ad oh geez um well we could have um sea world trying to change their image post, post blackfish <laughs> We have we have lots of dolphins going around and like lots of trainers like doing cool moves while this song's playing and then there's the on the last splash or something yeah. oh yeah Sea World the last splash I don't know that's not maybe the best no that's great no I totally picture it now it's like you've got everyone you got the dolphins and and then you get like I don't do they still have I mean are they allowed to have the like orcas anymore oh, it was or? a big news story the other day they are no longer going to breed orcas so the oh. existing orcas they have are the last orcas you will ever see at Sea World like, okay well, the, well the, see there's your, it's the last splash the, you get them so the jump over show. and then last splash when the slow last, motion when the last orca is like geriatric and can barely get around the pool. <laughs> Come see him before he dies. Last splash. Oh man, I wish I, I wish I owned the rights to the song because I'd be like, so Sea World, uh, orcas are going to die go. soon. You probably want to uh, advertise the hell out of it. I got that, a song. That brings up an interesting question. I've never heard this song like in a commercial. I wonder if they like some bands don't want to license their stuff. I haven't heard any of their songs. I would think. I no, I don't. I don't know. I I mean, like I said, I keep thinking of Hackers, but that might just be because it's got uh, that that kind of. 90s 90s sound they have had some songs on soundtracks mm -hmm. um mostly covers though um they do cover some songs in like uh hedgewig and the angry inch there's a cover of uh a joe walsh song i want to say oh, okay. like uh wicked little town huh? if i'm remembering that correctly so i know i'm pretty sure this was on the soundtrack to the firefighter movie ladder 49 wow i know this was because... much later wasn't it yeah well i only know it because when I went to college, I was at college at the, the Napster era where oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, well, I like that song. I'll get it for free yep. from somebody. And for whatever reason, the metadata on the song was Ladder 49 soundtrack <laughs> Cannonball. <laughs> so if wow. I look, if I look this song up, I have it somewhere and it's very clearly, you know, 
someone took this off their their ladder 49 sound i don't know that why they needed like, that, that but it's hey. like an opening credit song or a training montage song yeah maybe awesome. or they're or they're driving and they have the sort of like uh not fisheye but it's sort of like the cameras on the side of the fire truck yeah. so the main character is, is is still but you can see the background going behind and they're sort of slow motion he's, he's yeah. frantically turning that wheel to get around <laughs> the uh the busy downtown street corner Oh, yeah. this, oh, it's money on the table. Kim Deal, if you're listening, you got to license this Come song. On, get everyone, get it out there. We, we, we're singing the gospel, but yeah. you know, it, there's nothing this wasn't, isn't going to go to. Uh, <laughs> you could have, you know, the kid, they're going to prom. You could play this as their slow motion walk. If it's slow mo, a lot of slow motion, I think you yeah. would do with this song. They walk into their limo. One of them falls, but they got the song in the background, so it's double hilarious because he fell and this song. Maybe he falls and he just rolls right out of it like a cannonball. <laughs> Oh my goodness. It's just, they write itself. I mean, this is, sure. it's easy yeah. stuff. Well, <laughs> I like, I like this, the addition of this question to your podcast. Sometimes. How would you license this song? <laughs> this is a really good question. It's something we should think about. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe it'll be a recurring, a recurring theme for every song ever. How would you, what, what ad would you put this in? Yeah. I'm going to make a list and sell them because uh, podcasts don't make money. So, hey, I got to do something. Because I don't own the, I own the rights to this song somehow. Sure, yeah. You talk about it, you own the rights to it. Sure. That's it's copyright. Yeah, I said Cannonball, therefore it's copyright me forever dear, and ever. Dear Kim, can I please have the rights to this song? <laughs> please, dear Rob, absolutely. Here you go. <laughs> the end. I will give you twenty five percent of all the money I'm going to make on it in every ad, dog food commercials, whatever. Yeah, everything. Hmm. Okay. I, yeah. Well, okay. Now I got to think of a dog food commercial. Now, now that's in my head. Um. Uh, I, I don't that's know where a you're going one. with this. Song. I, yeah. No, you just—I'm just trying to think what would be Ooh, good with the song. Dog's running around frantically. Mm-hmm. He's out of control. He's mm-hmm. a cannonball. Oh. And then I don't know at what point he calms down to eat the dog food. But I think. Well, I think at the end you got ba 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 ba, and you got that last drum beat. You'd have him like look up at the camera and be like a cute dog, like okay. right at that last beat, and that's kind of the hard cut to the song. Like, cause your dog's a cannonball, yes. and he deserves. Cannonball food. Whatever dogs eat. Sure. Kibbles. What, you have a dog. What do they eat nowadays? Uh, lots of kibbles. Okay. Some bits. Some <laughs> the chuck wagon. Yeah, they eat like little dried pieces of cardboard that okay. are healthy for them. Okay. Somehow. There you yeah. go. So they, they eat that. They yeah. need a good ad to sell their cardboard. Sure. Because yeah. dogs are choosy. They, you know, what brand are they going to buy? They love uh, brands represented by former members of the Pixies. <laughs> it's very important to them. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that's that's enough shenanigans for okay. one night. I think. Sure. Thank you, thank you for letting me go down this stupid, stupid rabbit hole. That was hole. fun. Yeah, <laughs> be a regular part, definitely. Well, Matt, thanks so much for coming on and, and sharing Cannonball for everyone at home. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you are not subscribed to us on iTunes, I hope it's because you hate the show. Because if you like it, totally subscribe to us on iTunes. You can leave a review. If you have a friend you think might enjoy the show, please let them know about us because I don't advertise very well. You have to listen to the show to get the advertisement, so it's very hard. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at playing underscore our song. Go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash playingoursong.net. You can go to the website at the aforementioned playingoursong.net where we post preview episodes the week before each new episode comes up. Oh, sorry, the day, two days before the new episode comes up so you can know what's, what's happening. Check out YouTube links, purchase the songs if you like them. Think that is all the info. Oh, and you can email uh, me at rob at playingoursong.net if you have a song you'd like to talk about or you would just like to be talked about. 
So uh, anyway, Matt, thanks again for so much for being on the show. And for everyone else out there, we'll see you next week. But until then, remember, it's your song. So play it long and play it loud. Bye. Bye.